Welcome to the Brickworks podcast, an extension of the studio based here in Burnham-on-Sea. Our aim for this podcast is to have a completely open forum for conversation. This could be about art, life, mental health, or even how the world is burning down around us right now. Whether you're listening to this whilst on a run or relaxing at home, we hope you enjoy our mild-mannered rambles. Thank you. Honestly, I found that like um, deep freeze is worse. Like, oh wait, is that what's that for? Is that for like joints and stuff as well? I think it's more for. Um, I don't actually know. No, I don't know. I think it's for swelling. Like if you oh. if you've like got a bruise or something, you can put deep deep freeze get on a bag it. Of peas. Get a bag of peas <laughs> or mixed vegetables. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Sainsbury's do the nicest mixed vegetables. I'm actually obsessed. Because what are the little broccolis called? There's I'm pretty sure they're just called florets. little broccolis. No, florets, I'm pretty sure. It's quite a French name. Is it? I think it is, but it's so nice. I don't like Asda's mixed vegetables. It's like proper first world problems, isn't it? <laughs> Sainsbury's mixed Honestly, French. though, it's, it's, you know, an integral part of uh, society, <laughs> which which supermarket's got best mis- mixed vegetables. It's good advertising as well, because it's like, look, I'm actually, I should be sponsored by Sainsbury's. I was about to say, it sounds like you need to be sponsored by Sainsbury's at I, this point. I talk about food all the time, like, genuinely. <laughs> any like all the time i'll ask people what they're having for tea i really? just have to like i just love knowing what people are having what's your favorite meal oh my god right oh there's just oh too god many. if i just opened up a really can of have, worms i'd say if i could eat it every day it'd probably be pizza if not probably spaghetti bolognese my mm. all-time favorite stir fry i really like as well mm. or risotto I love risotto. Risotto? Mm. Yeah, it's really easy to make. Like, I've only just started making it, like, a year ago. And it's so easy. And it, it makes me feel, like, proper fancy as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's weird. I could never get on with, like, risotto, but I quite like pizza. I like anything Italian, Italian mm. food-related. I can eat Italian is seven days a week. I think risotto is... Is it Italian? It is. I'm pretty sure it's it Italian. Pizza. Yeah. I think, for me, I just don't like the idea of mushy rice. It's kind of not just my vibe. undercook it a little bit. I've undercooked it before and it's quite crunchy. But it adds crunchy? Bit, yeah, it added a bit of something <laughs> Please to don't it. ever say that in front of somebody who's Italian. Because <laughs> I think they'll probably slap you. It's, not, it's, it, it's probably not good for you as well. I actually had like... It's funny because the first time I did that, I like um, I had a rash all over my body. I like some sort of what reaction. What did you do to yourself? I don't know. And I was really worried that I was allergic to risotto rice. But it was fine after that because then I persevered. Because I was like, it's just too damn nice. <laughs> like, even if I'm allergic to it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it. You live such a crazy life, Holly. I do. I'm I'm pretty dangerous to be. I like <laughs> to undercook my risotto, but um, yeah. No, I'm sorry if I talk about food too much or if no, I just bring it honestly, up today. <laughs> food, I can talk about that all day. I know. No problem. I know. I know. It is bad. I do need to have like other stuff to talk about, really. Because I mean, <laughs> even with like my three-year-old, I'm like, pops, what should we have for tea? And she's like, food. I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> like sarcastic. I mean, she does get it from me, to be fair, but. Yeah, I can't argue that. So, all right. <laughs> Just comes back with that sarcasm. Yeah, answer. right? Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. But, um, Wonder where yeah. she got that from? Me. Yeah. I think so. Because sometimes she will just like say some, something to me and I'll just come back to her and I'll just say something like really because I think I've noticed that when I actually talk to her like an adult she mm. responds like actually a little bit better to me rather than I mean she does like me to talk to her in like a jokey way and whatnot mm. um but I feel like I've noticed that with like a lot of my nieces and nephews if you speak to them in a way that they're actually like another adult they respond to it really really well so when I hear her like just talking and I'm like 
you sound like a little adult i feel like that's that's because of me <laughs> so yeah but it's fun it's fun having a little kid how's it been during like uh the lockdowns and stuff having your child at it's, home the whole time? yeah it's been fun it's been quite like isolating in the sense that it's been i mean up until last may since then sorry it's been me and her monday to friday because mm. i'm quite lucky she's been going to her dad's on weekends so she still has that contact with him mm. and for me as well i'm lucky in that sense that i have had that time to also just focus on my well-being and whatnot and then also having that restart on a sunday night when i get her back so it's been okay it's been i think she's because she's like only three she's handled it quite well i mm. think anything over i feel i would feel like she'd be hand, like handling it a lot harder because mm. she's just going with the flow at the minute mm. um but yeah no she's been all right i've been okay i do you know what i feel like at the moment i'm probably at the i'd, I'd say peak of how i am with my mental health okay. and i feel like lockdown has kind of helped with that because everything is so stripped back and i know so many people have said that and I know a lot of people have been feeling differently about it. Mm. Um, That's interesting you say at the peak, in, in like a good context. In a good way. Is that the right way to say it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because um, I've had a lot of time to just think about things. And like, yeah, up until May last year, I came out of quite a serious relationship. And since then, I've had to do like a lot of adjusting with mm. obviously bigger aspects of my life but also with what I want in mm. life as well and I think having less distractions in lockdown that's massively helped so yeah yeah I'm feeling pretty good and I feel quite lucky to be able to say that because I know some people are struggling and whatnot mm. well that's what I was thinking it's really interesting that a lot of the, my friends that I speak to, you know, they've been sort of dealing with a lot of isolation and all these other elements and rather than peaking with their mental health, they're actually sort of dipping. Yeah. So it's, it's quite interesting to hear yourself has found sort of growth in yeah. that time. And I feel, I think that for me, because that's been one thing, I've, all, I've always been quite an introvert in the way that I'm okay with my own like personal space and I don't necessarily rely on seeing a lot of people and I've always been like that even when I was like a teenager I would just hang out in my room all the time and I was okay with that mm. um and so yeah on the evenings and weekends I'm quite all right with being on my own um don't get me wrong like I do like <laughs> you're I about do, to introvert I'm yourself not, like, even more then anti-social <laughs> but no I yeah I do love to see my family whenever I can because obviously it's good to maintain a relationship like that but yeah I I feel like I've been okay in that sense of lockdown mm. it's more of the people that I think god how you know I hope that they're doing okay when they do rely on that mm. and they rely on having like a proper structured routine mm. and seeing people on the regular um so yeah but no, I, I've been feeling okay about it all, to be honest. Hmm. I don't know whether that's just because I've, like, as I've got older, I've learned to be a little bit more just chilled out about things that I don't really have much control over. So like yeah. with lockdown, you know, obviously we all have to do our bit here and there, but essentially, like, I just have to try and just take it all in my stride, mm, you know? Mm. Do you think it's because you're quite settled as well at the moment? Like, I think a lot of, like, the people, including myself in this list, is 
we're in this sort of weird transition phase of wanting to move forward with different aspects of our lives like me you know moving forward with my art career and all these things yeah but for you for yourself you're quite sort of settled in in yeah. your life right now I think yeah I know what you mean I think because um I'm not say totally comfortable with this because I I'm I'm so excited for everything to go back <laughs> to some sort of normality but yeah I'm feeling okay and I've gotten I've gotten used to how everything is and um yeah I don't I don't know I I know it must make me sound quite like as if like I'm really anxious for everything to get back to how it was mm. before but no it's not it's it's not necessarily the case it's just that um with stuff like that I'm just trying to be just as chilled as possible like I was saying to you earlier I'm really just trying to be as is what's the word like mellow yeah mellow yeah about about like overwhelming situations like lockdown Mm. like there were times where it was like oh my god this is actually quite overwhelming but I've just I've just had to learn to kind of just be more yeah just chilled out about it because Mm. I'm also responsible for Poppy as well Mm. and I've got to be chilled out for her Mm. because otherwise they do like little kids do respond to how you handle situations Mm. um well i suppose it's like they can feel the tension raising you know if if you're feeling very sort of anxious in yourself and then that transpires into the environment i'm sure yeah you know they're little little humans Mm. you know and so i'm sure they can read that situation yeah and but i i also feel like being a parent i just have to kind of feel lucky in the sense that i've had that solid amount of time with her um, as much as she loves going back to nursery now, I'm quite grateful in the fact that I've had that time with her. Um, I've been able to stay home, so I've been lucky in so many ways. Mm. Um, you know, and like I said to you earlier, like with the parents that have like have to parent all the time, it's like, God, how do they do that? You know, because even with my situation now, sometimes it can get quite stressful having her Monday to Friday. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like maybe I am as chilled out because I've had those those breaks with her mm. on the weekend and so I'd mm. get to like like readjust and like recharge my batteries for the following week and a part of me feels bad about that because you know I set out to have a child to have her all the mm. time mm. you know and so I do feel a little bit guilty in that in that sense because well who am I to have like that break from being a parent do you know what I mean but, but then situation. but then again we all you know, and not to use work as a reference, but we all get time off from work. True. You know, and I know what you mean. so it's in a similar context. It's, I'm sure, like, I'm not a parent, so I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I'm speaking from weird perspectives, but I'm sure it must get really overwhelming, especially, yeah. you know, when it looks like the world's kind of fucking burning yes. down outside a little bit. Like, I know. I remember last year I actually asked someone, I did say, I was like, is this the end of the world? And obviously looking back, I was like, come on. But no, actually at the time, it was like really scary. It was like all held frozen over and everyone was like going to the shops and like rushing to get all of these food. Like you'd see in the apocalypse movies. It was like, oh God, it's all kicking off. But no, you know, and I think that we're all out in a better position now and we are able to like look at it a bit more positively. I mean, I am Mm. anyway. And I think think we all should because, you know, there is going to be an end to this, you know, in one way or another doesn't matter even if it doesn't go completely back to normal because no. I've been, even though I'm a realist I have been actually all during lockdown I've always tried to think well actually 
you know, is it realistically going to end by such and such date? But mm. now it's like, no, I do actually feel like mm. we are coming out of the other end of it. Um, but I'm just trying to like really slow that down and just take it each day because mm. I think if I get too hung up on, like, because I was thinking, I was like, I feel like I'm just going to cry with, like, excitement and everything when everything's <laughs> back to it. And I'm like, no, just take take it all in now. Just And that's just my motto in general. Just take each day as it comes, whether it's a bad day or a good day. Just really, because I feel like when you kind of wish the weeks away, you kind of think, bloody hell, like, where's that week gone? And it yeah, has. I don't yeah. know about you, but I feel like, Tight, like all the days have just been merging together. Absolutely, it's weird, doesn't it? Yeah, like the yeah, day's yeah. been going so fast, and it's like it sucks a bit because it's like I feel like this this past year. I mean, there's good to it. It's gone quite fast. Oh, incredibly! Like, it has, hasn't it? I, I still can't believe we're almost at a year of I know. Uh, the first lockdown, and uh, yeah, the year has gone incredibly fast. It's yeah. really strange, and yeah. you would have thought being in a position where your con- the country's locking down that you would slow down but mm. it didn't feel like it slowed down if anything I think personal situations obviously play into that yeah. but if anything it felt like it sped up like I feel like I only turned 25 last week and I'm turning 26 <laughs> in two it's three crazy, months it's it? like really crazy like really strange and wait so wait your your birthday's in May yeah oh hopefully you'll have like more options to do I know so. I literally party? I don't know I'm honestly I'm torn with just going out of the country for a week That'd just taking so nice. myself away yeah. on holiday because like I don't think I've had a break mm. from work apart from having back surgery last year where I had to like not That's do serious. anything yeah kind Was of it? serious yeah fairly um, yeah, yeah <laughs> we underplay things you know how it is um, I haven't really taken a break like yeah. in the grand scheme of things and I used to be very well I still am a workaholic in the grand scheme of things but I used to hate the idea of taking time off for a break mm. and like not doing anything. I still kind of do dislike that, but yeah. I understand the necessity of it. So it's like, I know for me right now, I've been going through a bit of a weird place mentally, like dealing with a lot of like anxiety issues and this all sort of coming to this cauldron pot that's yeah. like, okay, I need a break. So I think, yeah, hopefully by May, by my birthday time, I'll be able to take myself away yeah. on holiday somewhere. I think it's about getting the balance because I, I used to watch your, because you used to do vlogs quite a little bit on your Instagram stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember you used to touch up on that and just say that you you always found it hard to take a break. Yeah. And um, I, I personally can't fathom that, but I suppose when you, when you super enjoy your work, mm. is it almost doesn't seem like work, you know? Yeah, I think so. And I think there's this... For me, I, I'm very much caught up in this rat race of trying to become something or mm. be something out of my entity, or out of my life, like quite a deep sort of perspective, I suppose. But, you know, for, for me, uh, I've spoke about it quite openly, you know, in the past. Uh, I went through quite a really bad bout of depression and, uh, you know, attempted suicide back in 2018. And that was very much a, an enlightening moment for me, realising that, I can achieve whatever I want to achieve yeah. if I just dedicate myself to it. And then that dedication slowly morphed into being a, more of a workaholic and then started to actually become too much, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it, at points, definitely did. But I think it, it's an, it's an interesting question because it's kind of like this, 
I feel like I constantly need to be moving forward. Mm. And the idea of slowing down or stopping scares me more than what death did. And it's, yeah, it's really, like it's quite a hard thing to sort of fathom, even in my own mind sometimes. But I've got much better at it. I am able to calm down and take my weekends off, kind (laughs) of. I have to admit, getting this place Re, like re-arose a lot of these feelings of like, oh, I need to work, I need to work, doing, you know, however many days a week, however many hours. Yeah. But yeah, I think finding a balance is key. Um, I don't think I've struck that balance yet, but I will get there. Yeah, and I think it just takes time. It's still progress, do you know what I mean? And I think that it, it could probably work in the opposite sense of where, whereas people probably feel too chilled out and they need to have that motivation. Yeah. It's still something that you need to work towards. I mean, mm. do you feel like, I know you said that since coming here, it's kind of upped the ante on that a little bit more mm. again, but do you feel, because it must be also reassuring to know that this is your workspace and, you know, however time much time you dedicate here, mm. it's all good, but then you also have a separate place which is now home as well because mm, mm. I, I, I guess you don't stay here I mean you said you do like 12 <laughs> yeah, hours yeah uh, don't tell my landlord but I've slept here a few times um, I mean this is comfy it's not do you bad sleep here? I have slept there yeah <laughs> <laughs> once and then okay. I've slept uh, under the desk oh my god what really on the floor yeah oh crikey yeah it's uh, not good I probably shouldn't have done it yeah. but um, yeah I think the thing with it is like being the I soon I'll be the sole founder of this place, like the sole person working on the brickworks. My, the way I think of it is that my direct involvement, the time I put into the brickworks or my career in general is a d- direct correlation of how far it can go, yes. what it can become, Yeah, which is great. Like that's really, I think personally a positive way of thinking of it Mm. but it can get quite toxic quite quickly because it becomes this well if I'm not working 14 18 hours I'm not going to achieve I'm not going to get to I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do that it's like it can slowly become quite a toxic way of thinking if that makes sense and it's I'm trying to rein back a little bit now yeah but also I think that you've chosen quite a good market to aim for because from what I've seen with the people that you speak with that those podcasts kind of speak for themselves and I know that with with this with where you want it to go is it that you want it to be a podcast show or is it just about surround like is this kind of like the background work of what you want yeah I think with regards to like the brickworks as an entity I think for me it was very much a, a a case of finding the situation I was in in that moment and taking advantage of it so for me my goal has always been to move on although I love Burnham it's beautiful in its own way Um, I don't feel like this is the place where I'm going to build my career personally so I've always wanted to move on whether I know we said about America earlier about Austin or maybe you know mainland Europe maybe Italy whatever so for me it was I had back surgery last year at not yeah last year I get confused now uh last year and just as I was coming out of like being sort of recovered and able to start running and be me again we were coming back out of the initial lockdown so like the lockdown was starting to come off and I was starting to heal so it arose a question in me was 
is now the right time to move on? Like, if I'm going to pick up all of my bags, all of my stuff and move on, is now the right time? Or is this pandemic, because at the time we didn't know, is this pandemic going to last much longer? Is it going to get worse? And I did a, you know, a couple of weeks of real solid reading and research into the coronavirus and the pandemic and the handling of it from the, the government. Yeah. And I sort of made a bit of a decision that in the grand scheme of things, this thing's not going anywhere anytime soon. So even if I were to move somewhere new, say Austin, it's unlikely I'd be able to develop my career very quickly because there would be this pandemic. So it was kind of this taking advantage of knowing that I was going to stay here for a while, for at least a few years, and then sort of transitioning into like, okay, I have all of this time, skill, knowledge that I've developed over the years. How can I use that? How can I develop that? Is it just for me? Is it just my career? Am I going to do my own thing? Or can I build something? Because I do feel very passionately about building a community here in in not just Burnham, but in in the Southwest, because there is some fantastic artists, especially younger artists, similar age demographic to me, that don't necessarily have a place that they can call home or a place where they feel like they can show their work or even talk to people, like communicate and just sit down, have a chat over a cup of coffee or tap water in your case. Um, And so that's kind of where the idea of the brickwork sort of started to develop and it was very quick we went me and George from our initial conversation which I think was May June July sort of July time to moving in here in October was um, you know six weeks eight weeks from yeah getting the logo drawn getting a contract signed Mm. and deciding what we wanted to achieve to then moving in and then yeah being in and then we've been here ever since so it's it was a very fast process, but it was sort of taken advantage of mm. what the surroundings were at the time. And I suppose you've kind of, whatever route you kind of decide to, whether you travel or whatnot, mm. you've built that, like this foundation of what mm. you're kind mm. of going for. And you, you're right, you have kind of put out there a platform for people just to speak about just in general mm. anything. And like mm. we were saying earlier, because I didn't know what, I know that we were going to be essentially talking about anything, <laughs> yeah. but... It's nice, actually, because I've, I've not really been in, in an environment where, even though we've got the microphones and whatnot, it feels so chilled out. And it's actually mm. cool that we can put out there anything that we want to speak about, mental totally. health, for instance, yeah. you know. And it's good because I feel like the more it, you can just talk about that topic, it kind of gets rid of the uncomfortable side of talking about it I've never been uncomfortable to talk about it and I know you've been very open about it and I think it's I think it's just really good and I think it's just nice to have somewhere where you can just Mm. talk about anything I know with the um with the Facebook page like everyone just posts what they're what they're doing and some of the Mm. artwork they post like post on there is like really emotional stuff and Mm. and whatnot and it's just it is it's really really inspiring and Mm. I've I feel very I'm really I'm really chuffed that I've been able to come here because even though I've the last year it's kind of spurred me on to get in touch with my creative side again Mm. um even just coming on here it's like do you know what actually it's like it's quite like you know what's the word where it kind of just spurs you on a bit yeah it gets it gets the wheels turning yeah yeah yeah, sure um and like I've seen so many of it. I mean, you must see so many of it. All the Facebook pages with everybody yeah. getting in touch with that side of it and stuff. Um, and like we said earlier, like with the whole cliche side of it, where people have these, you know, 
difficulties with their personal life and then they have that outlet mm. i've seen so many people in lockdown you know like mm. even just making soaps or <laughs> candles and stuff and i yeah. just think it's always people that i've always never struck as being that like creative, creative or whatnot yeah. and it's like that's so cool like everyone is just doing all of these little things and it's again a sense of community like they're all like these little small businesses that we can all help with each other I couldn't agree more and I think you know for me I come from like a a much more of like an educational background in the art world being that you know being through multiple tiers of uh, university and the thing that I learned primarily outside of like technical aspects of me as a creative was how important it is to talk to other creatives Mm. not necessarily to collaborate but just to talk like talk in a creative spectrum develops you as a creative and the thing that I really noticed moving home moving back to Burnham was that wasn't happening like where I was in Cheltenham there was you know creative groups there was collectives there was friends there was classes all of these things so I was almost always around creatives in some capacity. Then coming home and I was realizing that nobody talks to each other. Yeah. Like there's so many, you know, for example, there's there's uh, there's so many fantastic musicians in, just in Burnham alone. There's some great musicians, but they don't even know each other. Mm. This was what sort of inspired me for me to think about doing something like this was why aren't you guys talking? Like not necessarily collaborating, but just chatting just talking about music you might get inspired to try something new and it's like I'm a big believer in that I'm a big believer in sitting down or talking via whatever it is to other creatives because Mm. that not only develops you as a creative and builds strong connections but it also will help to inspire each other and it's whether it's a format like this like a podcast and maybe somebody might listen to this and feel inspired to go and talk to somebody I Mm. don't know but that's the point is, is by when the process of going and talking to other people and other creatives is a process all on its own. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think that it's, it's so strange because even though we're in a time where social media is at its highest yeah. usage, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but everybody is using it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you'd kind of think that yeah, we'll just reach out to whoever and like we can just talk mm. about things. Like I see memes all the time and it's like, you know, you just want to be friends with a particular person, but it's like, yeah. how do you initiate a friendship with somebody? And, um, but I also think, I mean, I'm speaking for myself um, because there are a lot of people where I just want to reach out and I do sometimes, you know, when you yeah. wake up and you're like, God, I'm feeling a bit, I'm feeling a bit crazy today. I'm going <laughs> to message this person and be like, hey, I like, I like your artwork. And there are certain people that I do that with, but you also don't want to seem like, you're like annoying I mean that's what I feel like because I feel like I'm annoying all the time but but that's the thing is like uh, that's just a stigma you know there's a there's a stigma that as a creative reaching out to another creative not even necessarily creatives like by reaching out to somebody and talking to them you're being annoying excuse my language but it's bullshit it's like if they didn't want to talk to you, they're just not going to respond. Know. You know what I mean? So like, I think, but I think that's what people fear. I think yeah. people rejection. Fear. Yeah, people immediately fear rejection. Rejection yeah. is the the easiest thing to fear. Mm. Like out of all of the spectrums of what's going on in in our in our little worlds in our mind, rejection is the easiest thing yeah. to fear because nobody wants to feel rejected. But what if rejection was a good thing? This is true, and I think it's just good to put yourself out there mm. in a lot of different senses, not just messaging somebody no, and just approaching them about whatever they're posting or whatever and 
potentially having a friendship with that person mm. um i think it's just good to sometimes step out of your comfort zone i couldn't agree more and i yeah. think like the the whole concept of for me personally like the whole concept of a comfort zone freaks me out because mm. i don't i don't like being comfortable personally I, it makes me itchy and i just don't like it so i try and talk to a lot of people i try and you know get myself outside of a comfort zone as yeah. such because by doing that i'm constantly trying to evolve i'm reaching out to and the thing with it is like there's this sort of stigma of reaching out to like a famous artist that you really like their work they're gonna they're not gonna email back to you they're not mm. gonna talk to you whatever but at least you said what your piece you yeah. know at least if you really like i don't know banksy like you could email his agent and say yeah. hey i'm a huge fan i just wanted to say blah 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 like you may not get a response but at least you've sort of shown connection True. like and you see that all the time like on on instagram i'll see like someone like a an influencer i suppose mm. um post someone's fan art that they've mm. made for them and they get that publicity then and it's like that person probably just tagged them in it because mm. i used to do that but no actually i i posted something ages ago it's a drawing of beyonce and someone was like you should tag her in this you'll love mm -hmm. to see this and i was like come on like she's not she's not gonna see it but then mm. like, i think i did actually i think after a while i did start to do that um because you never know you honestly yeah. never know and what hurt does it do just put the right. at sign beyonce yeah. done when the thing with it is it's it goes back to this idea of like as you were saying about you didn't know if she would see it or whatever it's like it goes back to that fear of rejection it, does, it goes back to yeah. that oh she's not going to see it so what's the point yeah. but that but for me it's like the way that i always try and think of things is well if you don't try you're not going to get it yeah. you know what i mean so like as long as you're trying and keep evolving and keep pushing mm. forward in whatever capacity it is yeah then something will happen it's just inevitable that's mm -hmm. the world you know if you continue to do something for long enough something will happen yeah. you know whether that's being an artist you know being a race car driver mm. like whatever it is if you continue to do it stay continue uh, continuously doing it yeah. over and over and discipline yourself to do it yeah something will happen it's just the universe you'll either make it air quotations or you won't at least you get an answer yeah. you know what i mean so and i i, I kind of feel like that because that's something that i i've always come to just think about and i feel quite bitterly towards it because i have had many breaks from drawing and stuff mm. and i i look back at the work i was making in like i think it was around 2013 when out or 2014 and i was putting work out there and i think do you know what and don't get me wrong i'm really happy with my progress but i think I was so happy with the work that I was making back then that I think if I had just persevered with it, did it mm. as much as I used to do it, mm. the skills that I would have now would be so much higher. Don't get me mm. wrong, I'm I'm very happy with the work that I make now, but I can't help but think like, oh, what if I just, you know, pursued it that mm. little bit further? Like I have been trying to do this last year. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, because basically I've I've never really been one to... I like you, you're very career driven and that's amazing. I've, I don't think I've ever really been like that. I've always thought about, oh, what if I could be like an art teacher or something like mm, that. Mm. I never really pulled my finger out enough when I was in school to really research what I could go to university for. I did mm. my A-levels. Mm. I loved I loved school, I loved sixth form. Um, I did have a few issues though at home, which I think affected my motivation and momentum to really look into going to university. Um, which is one of the issues 
well sorry which is one of the reasons that I didn't mm. I think I just got complacent again and I just thought oh screw it I'll just find a full-time job but anyway going back to it um I just think what if like what if I really really did have this mindset of what could I do because back then I just thought what what could I do at university mm. but then seeing all the graphic design artists now where they go and they're doing all of these things for social media influencers mm. and stuff and I'm like oh I can't help but just feel a mm. little bit like oh I wish I really you know pursued something like that I wouldn't change my life at all because I'm, I'm a cleaner Monday and Friday mm. and um I'm I'm very happy with that I, mm. I quite like that simple job where I have that I have parenthood but then I also have that free time yeah. to do my hobby and just paint whatever I want mm. um I feel like but yeah I think if I perhaps really really stuck with it I would have potentially established a style because that's still something that I'm struggling mm. with and um you know I've I've drawn all of my life but I think that my issue was is that I just draw from photos and um I never really had to get into that creative part of my brain mm. and because like we were talking earlier where somebody can just paint their emotions I can't mm. do that I have to have some sort of reference and um I don't know I feel like that's quite hard for me to channel especially now because you know when you just take inspiration from other artists and stuff mm. I would feel guilty that if I was to take all of those little bits of inspiration and put it into my own thing I just I don't know it's probably wrong but I would pro I would just feel like it's not my authentic thing because mm. it's it's not come solely from my emotions or feelings and I mean I've had like tough times in my life but it's like how do I portray that but then mm. going back to earlier I think I've just always been quite happy with just making something aesthetically pleasing it doesn't art doesn't have to have meaning no do you know what I mean it can no. just be easy on the eye you like the look of it and then that's it totally but I think I'm just putting pressure on myself in the situation <laughs> that I need to have some deep meaning to it and everyone yeah. has to connect to it in some sort of way it doesn't have to be like that no no and I think that's the thing is like everybody creates in different perspectives yeah. like you know some artists are very deep and meaningful and emotionally driven in their work and others aren't you know for example um, Pierre Mondre he's not necessarily a deep emotional meaning artist his work is well he was considered one of the first abstract artists mm. ever and it's just black lines colored squares but the point being is it doesn't have to convey an emotion because at the end of the day it's down to the viewer yeah. and how the viewer sees it mm -hmm. so when i see his work the conformity of the color i emotionally feel entrapment yeah. i see that and i'm like subconsciously I'm thinking that mm -hmm. and it's very interesting you say uh, you know the what if sort of scenario that you sort of you've sort of uh, run through your mind and for me I don't believe in what ifs like because at the end of the day you're 20 odd just still fucking young I know, I know. and so much can change in that time yeah. and it's like there's no there's no um I don't want to say no reason because that sounds very. But I, know what, blunt, I know what you mean. But it just—it's just a spark. That's all yeah. it is. It's a spark of whether it's inspiration yeah. or, you know, um, just yeah, wanting to move forward. And it's like, I suppose, yeah, I am probably a bit too career-driven in some capacities, but that came from wanting to build yeah. a career and 
the thing that I've learned is that can change, that can move. It's the world is very malleable. Mm. Same as painting. Yeah. It's very malleable. If you don't like the color, you can paint over so it. True. You you can change yeah. it, you can manipulate it, you can Nothing's set in stone essentially. I mean No. No, I nothing. Think it depends is. on background because um obviously I'm a parent, so I do mm. have some but don't get me wrong, I could just do a bloody like online course you and could do an like, open whatever. university. Yeah. yeah. I just um I think it just goes back again. I just think I'm just complacent at the minute. And I feel like I remember at school, I like, because I found it quite hard, again, going back to the meaning of it and stuff. I just liked doing it. And I thought, well, I, you know, and then I had to do it the backwards way. I had to make art. Mm. But then for the coursework side of it, I had to then Attach make up a reason. To, yeah. I had to make up a reason as yeah. to why I did it. Um, and that's what I found hard. And I, because I made so much work and I mm. feel like part of me felt like I'm only doing this because I have to, mm. you know? And so I worried that if I was to pursue a career in artwork, I wouldn't enjoy it as much and it would kind mm. of take that love away. Obviously, I can tell that you love what you do and it's also your job, which is a bonus. I just think, I just I don't know if I would have that same approach with it. I I like to have that that balance where I get mm. the odd commission here and there, um, and then I also because I I came home like I finished my day cleaning. I went up went picked up Poppy and I just got home and I was just I was just so happy with that because I was like it's just so simple. And going back to what I said earlier, I've just really like learned to appreciate like mm. small things and having that. I just I genuinely can say it. That was just, I was just so satisfied. I was like, yeah. this is just, this is what I wanted. I wanted to have a job where I'm, you know, there's no stress attached to it. I've got my kid and we're just going to go home for the evening. Um, and then, But then again, to have that balance, again, where I'm very lucky to have that free time where I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm. Um, I'm trying to like really hold on to that. So I feel mm. like, God, can I really like, could I be bothered to just like dedicate time to like studying or whatever, which... I don't, I, you know, I was doing that six years ago now. Because wait, when did I leave? Six, yeah, when I was eighteen. And so it's like, oh, like, that would be weird, like to go back <laughs> into a that environment where, like, mm. I have to study again. It does seem cool though, like to say, oh yeah, I'm a student. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> I have to admit, I used <laughs> yeah. to show my student card a lot. Did you? Like, look at me. Yeah, you get, um, like, do you get like discount and stuff? Used to, yeah. Not, so anymore. not anymore. Not oh, anymore. God. No, my uh, my master's student card ran out like six months ago. I was bereaved (laughs) (laughs) but no it's I think it's it's interesting you say because I I think the thing with it is like um, when you speak when people speak of like creating from emotion or an emotive reason to create like a painting picture whatever it is it's very easy to assume that that's a negative emotion or like a sad sad perspective but it doesn't have to be there's a lot of fantastic artists out there that don't paint sad imagery or take sad photographs they make amazingly interesting happy imagery as such and it's like a friend of mine told me about this process that he used to do he was a painter kind of an abstract style fine art painter and what he would do is he would listen to a song that made him either really happy or a song that made him really sad and he would paint whilst listening to it yeah and not think just paint get colors just throw them do whatever and that's how he started to develop an emotive response to his work Mm. 
because that's the direction he wanted to try and start doing, similar to yourself, um, where he was just creating for creating. He just yeah. enjoyed the process, mm -hmm. whereas he wanted to get much more involved with the emotional side of that. Yeah. And that was a really interesting way of getting into it. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, as we said earlier, I've been writing a lot of poetry. Mm -hmm. Poetry has been a great way of me rekindling my emotional input to my work. And it's finding different aspects that feed into that. But you don't have to. That's the other thing is like, you can just make. If you're, you know, you can just be technically interested in the, the, the uh, process of yeah. making, you know, like Damien, who was on the podcast last, he, you know, arguably his work isn't emotive as such. He's not putting emotion into his work, but it's technically really really interesting the process you, you know, the, you know the pencil and the shading and the detail and all of that crazy stuff so it's okay to be that as well you don't to be an artist you don't have to be you know rolled up blue denim jeans and in touch with your emotions 24 <laughs> 7 like you can be whoever you want and I think like you said because I mean you were you were you even doing poetry last year no. No. So this is what I mean. You're just always evolving and your style is always changing. Yeah, totally. um, would you say that your like photography is different to how it used to be? Or have you always tried to stick um, with the same aesthetic? Yeah, it definitely develops and it changes. I found it changes drastically on the emotions that I'm feeling. Yeah. So if I'm feeling quite isolated and lonely, a lot of my work is very isolated and very lonely. I don't really incorporate people in my imagery very much unless it's like actual portraiture. Yeah. Um, but technically speaking, yeah, it has developed massively. Mm. For example, you know, the, the the compositions that I see in the world are different to what they would have been a year ago, potentially, because of poetry. And the, the, the way I'm seeing my story, visually seeing my story has changed. And it does change over time. Like your paintings will change over time. The more you, the more you create, the more... Um, portraits you might make or you know flowerscapes or whatever they are they mm. will develop and change and you'll pick up little things or inspiration from this artist or from that person and that'll feed into your creative practice and that's why I get really sort of like obsessed with it because I'm like oh that's so cool yeah. I want to incorporate this and but sometimes it's good to change like sometimes it's good to like make something that is drastically different to your style yeah. you know I for me, I try and do that at least once a year. I'll try and make a series of images mm. that are drastically different to what I normally would make. Yeah, I think I think that's where I probably struggled in the sense that um, is it big headed to say if you're the like jack of all trades kind of thing? Cause, no, it's not big headed yeah, at all. <laughs> I think that if I had one solid thing that I would probably finesse. That would be my trademark, but I've not done that. No. You have, because you, you know what your style is, and I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on, like, because I've been doing kind of more illustrative portraits, um, and that is something that I'd probably like to, like, really carry on with. Um, trouble is, it's with commissions. The people kind of already know what they want, and it could either yeah. just be black and white or just a coloured portrait, which I love doing, but I'd really like to just focus on that illustrative, yeah, more yeah illustrative portraits that i'd be um mm. wanting to do to give me that that signature look but i've always been able to just do oh god that sounds so like big. anyway <laughs> don't um, worry yeah, trust me the art world is full of that yeah. <laughs> like we all have egos we're yeah. all big-headed in some capacity well yeah you gotta put yourself you gotta be confident to put your oh, artwork 100%, 100%. out there um 
I've always I've been okay to do different styles if you know what I mean yeah, and I've course. I've kind of made something and I'm like yeah that was all right um I'd love to just have that thing like that guy that you said um that abstracty guy oh Pierre just, Mondre yeah, yeah where he can just listen to music and um he can just make something I can do that to a certain degree like if say I'm drawing Rihanna I can only listen to Rihanna's music mm. if I listen to anyone else it won't turn out like Rihanna it'll just be some weird whatever <laughs> um but yeah it's like listening to music is and I suppose everybody has that music is really it's a motive it's incredible well there's there's studies showing that music is one of the rawest emotive Mm -hmm. forms of art it changes the chemical balance of the brain when you're listening to it it's weird and I think depending on your mood you back that up with whatever you're listening to do you know what I mean or it can work the other way around whatever you're listening to can make you feel a certain way yeah yeah, Um, yeah. so yeah maybe that's something that I need to do maybe I just need to like put on whatever um, and then just see, just see what happens. But mm. I just, I just, I just don't know. I, but this is what's good. This is what, this is what's good about this platform is that when I'm listening to how other people approach it or whatever their background is with their artwork or whatever they're doing, um, you kind of just learn a lot from mm. what they do. And um, I mean, I follow a lot of different artists on Instagram, and they kind of show the process of what they're doing. And it's like, oh yeah, actually, like it's not just an overnight thing. Sometimes these artists can actually, because I've done that. To be fair, mm, like mm. I've started a portrait years ago. I did a Jimi Hendrix, and I came back to it like the other week, and I've, I'm, I think I'm just about happy with it now. I might come back to it and tweak it a bit more, but you know, like doesn't always have to be finished. Like when you've mm. signed it or whatever, you can go back to it. And like we were saying earlier about, it's just paint. Like you can mm. just go back and change it if you're not happy mm. with it mm. and add to it and add more dimensions and whatnot. Mm. You know, whether that's emotionally or just how it looks. No, um, I totally agree. But it doesn't always have to be finished, you know? No. And that's what I like seeing about people's processes. I've tried to get in. I mean, God, this setup is so impressive. I'd love to have like <laughs> shit like this where I can like film like proper time lapses. Cause I yeah. think- I, that's what I love seeing. I'll show I you how to do it. That would be so cool. I, I, you know, I've been wanting to get a proper camera, so I'll have to invest. But um, I think it's also you kind of put out there what you like to watch as well. So I've mm. been trying to... I, what I do is I just... I film it. I film... It's so annoying, though. <laughs> I have to press the, hot, like, the hold button on Snapchat. Yeah. You know, swipe it to the left. So it yeah. films it for about 15 seconds, I think. Do a bloody quick drawing or whatever. Yeah. Stop it like swipe it to go to the really fast pace oh holly holly i will show you an app that does it all for you you don't need to use snapchat (laughs) it's so i'll show you don't worry i'll show you some like technical things that will make your life 10 times easier i used to this is another thing it's like i did photography at in my a levels and it's like i i why why didn't i just because it was it was all about art like that yeah. was the one that I really wanted to do well in um but it's like and I did ICT photography and ICT practically go hand in hand and it's mm. like I really wish I just like you know smashed it out and just like really just really did well with it because I know a lot more about all this type okay, of you stuff. can still learn the thing yeah. the thing with it is like for me as I've said and I'll probably say it to the day I die but like constantly evolving so like whether that's watching reading listening whatever the form is that's what I'm always trying to do so I read a lot of books about a lot of different aspects so I'm reading one about curation at the moment I just finished one about sleeping Mm. like these all 
are all feeding me as a human being, whether they feed my creative practice or not, doesn't really matter because the creative practice is me. I'm the artist. So that's how it changes, you know, by continually looking at new things and Mm. different aspects and different ways to look at my artwork or my surroundings will evolve and it will change and it will give you a way of looking at art in a different perspective. Because I suppose, like, yeah, you are the working progress, I suppose, aren't you? And Always. Whatever you, whatever you put out there is going to be just changing all the time. And um, it's like we were saying earlier, like, you listen to pod- podcasts all the mm. time. I never used to do that, but mm-hmm. I do now because it is, it's really enlightening to hear how other people just approach different... And do you think it's changed your perspective a little bit? Oh, my God, yeah, because, um, well, like I said to you earlier... Did I tell you earlier? I had, like, that pretty bad case. I mean, to yeah. be fair, I think because... Um, I had quite a big family issue around about just as I was going into college and um, that that big change basically something was going on with my mum and mm. since that has happened like my whole perspective on things has just changed a lot in the sense mm. that I've had real bad lows with my um, mental health and stuff that also got triggered again when I had Poppy that was pretty bad but I've had to overcome that mm. and um I, I can honestly say I, I always try to be mindful. I feel like I always always has have, but um, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty mindful about everything, and I do try to be just not about other people, but I think you you have to be you have to yeah. be mindful about yourself. Like we said earlier, being self aware, whether that's about what you're painting or drawing or photographing, totally. you, I feel like you need to be self aware in that in yeah, that 100%. sense because then you can approach things a lot more open-minded and Mm. I do I do even though I am a realist in a lot of ways I do try to be as open-minded and positive as Mm. as possible do you meditate or anything like that I try to I try to I do have mindfulness books and I have like books just that try to help you process the way you feel about certain things Mm. um I've tried to get into writing as well just like but I but these this is the thing I feel like nothing's ever stuck um and that's probably why I've come back to just drawing and whatnot um because this yeah this last year I've been really on it and I feel like that is my meditation in that sense Mm, that mm. on an even I can just put on some bangers and just draw and just Mm. nothing like I'm fine and do you I don't know if you feel the same way but nighttime is just is the best time I feel like to just because everything is just so quiet yeah I think it changes your perspective like I, I don't know if you um, you know, go walking around at night, like walk the beach at night or something. Like I try and do that fairly frequently. The serenity of it mm. is so impactful. Yeah. Like the silence is actually what is the impact. Yeah. And that's changes the way that I'm like, it can change my complete emotional spectrum in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I can totally sort of identify with what you mean about like listening to music and just like drawing and just like meditating. Like I try, for me, I meditate quite do a lot. You? Yeah. But it helps and it doesn't. There's, there's different perspectives to I it. I think you have to be really... I think the thing with meditating is you have to be quite in the zone and mm. you have to completely shut off. And I'm in, I overthink quite a lot. Mm. And um, that's been something that I've developed as I've got older. I never used to be like that. Mm. I don't know if... And I have tried. I have tried to meditate. I just don't have that mental capacity to just shut off. Like, because I, I did... I, I listened to a woman on YouTube and she was like... Like it was like a tutorial on how to meditate, yeah. and she was like, "You need to do so and so." And I was like, 
I feel like, you know, when you're being told to do something, but like your mind is just really not wanting you to, yeah, so you kind yeah, of rebel yeah. in a way. And like, my mind was just <laughs> pissing me off. I was like, so you ended up just up. getting up and like dancing or something. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't do it. I, I think I must have stuck it out for five minutes. And then I was like, this isn't for me. The thing like, I found with it is like, it goes back to that con- like continually like doing it yeah. over and over again. Like yeah. I, I was terrible the first two months uh, yeah I'm a complete overthinker as well and Mm. so I sit down and my mind's like a fucking hamster wheel so it's like I can't slow it down and I start getting weird ticks and it's just like but now I've learned for me my way my process of learning to slow my mind down so I can meditate that's good you know and it does help and Mm. it does slow it down but meditation can come in so many different forms Mm -hmm. like whether it's you know painting going for a walk listening to some relaxing music yeah i think just slowing down yeah for an hour a day at some point mm-hmm. so like for me like exercise is a meditation you know running or whatever doing that hour of exercise is my meditation some days because i don't need anything else it's just by being alone in that moment i'm slowing my mind down and i'm thinking about what's going on in here not what's going on out here Mm -hmm. and it definitely changes and helps you slow down and think I've always found do you think that I mean because does it come quite easy to you or do you feel like you have to really push yourself to do that whether it's go out like for a run oh what to exercise yeah because do you find that it's the actual Um, initially doing it that's hard and then when you're doing it it's like do you know I'm really glad I've done this to be honest, no. Mm. I think it's because I got quite obsessed with it when I lost, when I started to lose a lot you of weight. You used to run a lot. I remember you used to yeah. um, post about it. I think that, was that when it happened? When yeah, so like 2018-ish. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I think I run more now than what I used to. Um, but yeah, I think like I got obsessed with it. Like I got obsessed with work, like staying on a good exercise regime, mm. staying disciplined to it. And that helps to keep my mind a bit more stable because I know that for X amount of time every single day, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. Even if I've only slept two hours, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and having that discipline sets me up quite nicely and it helps to like set my mind up quite nicely. Yeah. But I think over time, I think it is about getting balanced because I think just when you said it, it got quite obsessive. Mm. Um, there's been certain... I don't know if I don't know if I should talk about it because I don't want it to be like triggering or whatever whatever but I feel like the whole everybody being obsessive about working out or like mm. like the diet lifestyle at the minute yeah. it's pretty like it's 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 pretty complex at the minute isn't it totally and, agree um, it got quite obsessive with me um with my lifestyle change and trying to eat healthier and whatever Mm. and again that's something that I've learned to be a little bit more mindful about now as well because I never used to think about how that would probably impact other people Mm. who have certain feelings about that topic and so um so yeah I feel like we're all just evolving all of the time and like stuff that we would have posted about last year we wouldn't post about this year Mm. you know and um but no, it's it's good that I think that you still do that because you mm. obviously do enjoy it. I personally, I don't know how you do it. I try to like do like interval running. Yeah. Um, because oh, I like really run, walk, run, walk sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just couldn't. I can't remember. It was something ridiculous. It was like I'd run for like um, I think you had to like run for five minutes, and then you had to 
take like a, you have to walk the rest for five, five minutes hmm. I was probably running like two minutes and then like taking a break <laughs> for like eight minutes and then I would tell people like <laughs> I'd be like yeah I've gone for a run today <laughs> and I really didn't I just wanted to say that I'd been for a run um but no it's good that you have that outlet because I think that um especially in this day and age I think that we do need to because I think that you can get a bit caught up hmm. in um in just day-to-day life whether you know you're working or whether you're furloughed at the minute you know or out of work or whatever your situation is I think it's just always good to have that I totally agree I think you know day-to-day life is pretty fucking complicated like no matter the situation you know and then on top of that we've got all of this other stuff like a pandemic and all these things so like no wonder people are really a lot of people are really struggling like I feel really happy for you that you're a really good place mentally you know and it's like I think everybody who goes through mental illness or is all I think you never go through it it's always with you for sure like it never goes away once you recognize what it is and whether it's you've been officially diagnosed or Mm. not it stays with you yeah and you always know about it Mm -hmm. and it goes back to our conversation earlier where that stereotype of the emotional artist you know I think it's true Mm -hmm. it is because I think as artists we are in touch with certain aspects of our emotions and whether we display them or not Mm -hmm. and I think by being in that situation being understanding of oneself in any capacity you're able to make to that and you're able to be much more fluid and open with it so I'm very open with my mental health Mm. I talk about it very openly um and it helps massively. It does help. And I think it also helps you understand it. I feel like, because um, I never, I don't think I used to be as open about it as I am now because I went to a, uh, a therapist and, um, and that really made me comfortable to talk about it with people. And um, I mean, my doctor said that it's going to be something that I live with. Mm. It's just about how you progress as a person, changes mm. how you deal with it. And... Um, going back to earlier that's why I'm just trying to be as just mellow as possible and Mm. because I'm trying to prevent anything from triggering anything and um but it's also it's it's just helped me in a lot of different ways and I think that it just if if anybody is struggling or whatever it just comes with time I think you just need to take it in your stride and just not put too much pressure on it you know you will get through it when you get through it I think that we all have our different totally. timelines of, of whatever I totally know? agree and I think you know the the patience is a virtue although mm. it's a, a completely butchered saying these days it's true you yeah. know and I think especially when it comes to mental health or having trying to find a nice balance in your mental health it is just a case of working on it and being patient mm. nothing gets fixed overnight no. Rome wasn't built in a day so how can you can't fix yourself in one night it's not possible it takes time it takes long periods of time to find what causes the the mental the potential trigger points Mm. and how to develop off of those and all of those things yeah that comes with time Mm -hmm. that sucks because i think everybody who's dealt with mental health would like things just to go back to normal straight away but it doesn't and sometimes you just have to be a realist with it and understand that that's the case yeah and i think that whether you have mental health issues or not, because I, I sometimes think back to, why can't I be like I was when I was 16? Yeah. But you can, you no, know? because you know so much more Yes, now. yeah. Like, you know, being less, like, um, responsible for certain things or being more carefree, you can, and you have to just deal with, like, how you are as a person now. So I think we all, we all have segments of what we were like back then. Oh, totally. Um, 
but I think I think we are very lucky as a generation to be in this time now because everybody yeah. is talking about it. It's much um, more open, openly spoken. Yeah, yeah. and with um, with um, all this COVID um, malarkey going on, it's just it's been heightened even more, and mm. I think that that's triggered the conversation more, which I think is really really good. I think everyone should just talk about it because mm. it's talking about it's making the uncomfortable comfortable. Totally. Totally agree. And I think that's what I'm very proud of is this generation, the generation that comes after us, is much more open about speaking about mental health. And Mm. I don't agree with the term snowflake. Personally, I don't think it's a great term. Mm. Um, But I understand all of these sort of terminologies like Gen Z, da da da. Anyways, but in the grand scheme of things, by being more open with speaking about mental health issues speaking of mental health issues you're only going to f- be able to help people more yeah like it's not being hidden away anymore i know what you mean because i know. think that a lot of people think that everyone's trying to find issues with certain um topics that's going on in the world right now and you know but then they they think that everyone's just trying to be more woke and mm. they're trying to um make problems out of things that aren't problems but it's like no, actually, I feel like it's it's quite good that we're changing the way that we we view things because we have the right to. We have like, mm. but then it it also raises the question as to, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, a completely different spectrum. But mm. trolls, for instance, mm. they're putting their sometimes well more often than not nasty opinions out there. Mm. But they they kind of hold that. Obviously, I'm not condoning it. No. But everybody has the that right to their opinion on how they it's feel about certain things at the end of the day you know like yeah and i think that's the thing is i agree with you know some key aspects of that with you know being much more in touch and being able to talk about things much more openly i am a bit concerned like for me i'm a little bit worried that potentially we're going too far mm. in some aspects um because sometimes to use lack of a better term you do need to harden up with yeah. some things yeah you know, when the going gets tough, sometimes you need to get the tough going, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But I can totally appreciate and understand being open and, yeah. you know, and talking about if something upsets you, talking about it. Mm. And I think it is vital that we do that and we're openly communicating on many aspects. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's. I think it's important to know, like, and again, I think it's good to... What is it? Is it rationalise or irrationalise? I think it's what, both. You can you yeah. can rationalise things or you yeah. can irrationalise them. So just to kind of really think about it, again, goes hand in hand with being mindful about shit. Just really think, is this going to affect me in the mm. long term? And that's why I think it's, it's also good, again, with trolls, you know, think before you speak. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, is totally. it really affecting you? And, you know, I know what you said about everybody kind of been you know going too far with what they're having or mm. being offended about um you know just really think about it and like sleep on it and if mm. it's still bothering you the next day then then speak about it yeah i heard i read something really interesting not that long ago about the so, um i think it might have been the uh, drake you know the the artist mm-hmm. um who's that Jane. who is that <laughs> who's drake um francis drake no um <laughs> He said something along the lines of the 42-hour rule. So he has a rule that his mother gave him, which is if something pisses you off, you give it 42 hours before Mm. responding. So by giving yourself that two days, 
you've given yourself time to think about it rather than irrationally responding and I think right now we live in a very irrational world you know if you look at you look at forums like Facebook groups where somebody posts something like I don't know oh this fucking person parked Mm. in front of my house people will just bomb on this person just because they can why okay yeah they've made a mistake let everybody makes mistakes mm-hmm. guys like it's so toxic yeah and it's so exposing as well do you know what mm. i mean it's like i feel like none of us are safe like sometimes i worry oh we're all under fucking yeah. fire every day yeah now. it's like cheddar mums groups or whatever i mean i think oh cheddar my mums god is i need right. to be in those groups <laughs> it's so bad i get invited to like little baby groups here and there as well yeah and i i don't i don't go i don't join them anymore because i used to and it's so nasty like people can be fucking nasty and i just thought this is just toxic i need to get myself out of here i need to vacate the situation the way that people i you know keyboard warriors i suppose you could call them the way that these people like speak and address to other people on facebook or whatever is disgusting and i just think you know, I've come up, I feel like I've come away from Facebook a little bit. I used to post so much. I had an old Facebook and I look back on the stuff I used to post. I was like, God, what was I? Like, what I, was I doing? Honestly, I looked at like my MySpace and Bebo not that I long ago. I never had MySpace and Bebo. Really? MSN. I never had MSN either. You never had MSN? Oh my God. I was that late was to the, the party. Class- oh yeah, you were yeah. quite late to the yeah. party. Yeah. I think I got Facebook when I was like 13. I think I'm, no, no, I must have been about 12 or 13. But everybody had like... MSN, everyone was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was on like MSN live chats for really? days back then. Oh, I wish I experienced it. I, I never experienced either. Like, I don't know whether you were quite like a rebellious teenager, but I never a went out. Bit, a little were bit. Were you? Yeah. I never went to parties. I never went to any house parties. Oh, I wasn't a party kind of guy. No. I was just always on my bike. Like, were you? Hanging oh, out with my park? friends. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. not going home and stuff. But no, it's interesting you were saying about like, like the keyboard warrior. I think it's amazing how brave people can be when there's no recompense for yeah. their actions yeah. like when there's nobody stood there in front of you because I can guarantee 95% of people who say nasty shit about other people online won't say it to that person's mm. face like they won't because yeah. they know that they could get a swift punch in the nose know. you know what I mean it's amazing that and I've probably done it I'm going to be honest I think a lot of people have been braver online to say things whether it is from a negative perspective or i don't know an attractive woman like you know what i mean yeah. like you naturally because there isn't any accountability there as such yeah it gives you a sense of bravery it gives you not even bravery because bravery is a good thing it gives you a sense of non-accountability mm. so you have less care do you know what that went both ends of the spectrum because i did that i right I feel like I here we go. I feel like we're about to go down the rabbit hole <laughs> here, Holly. So bad. It's so funny, but I, you know, I can look back and laugh at it now. But um, I remember when I was like fourteen or something. You know, there was like that time of like on Facebook where there were like the Facebook famous people, oh, and, like yeah. all like the like the when you could grunge talk to Tumblr them and kids, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, there was this guy, and um, and he shared something. He was one of the Facebook famous people, and um, he shared something. It was of this baby down a pipe in a different country, and he was like. He was like, and he just captioned it, LOL. And I, I messaged him and I was like, you are a twat. <laughs> but it came back. It like, he, it blowed up again because he went on his Twitter. He was obviously looking through his old messages yeah. and he screenshot my message. <laughs> and he was just like, I love Facebook. And so um, my friend, she uh, she messaged me. She was like, oh my God, this guy's like, said this way. It was so out of context. Like 
I, I had a reason, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it was like, I wouldn't be like that now, do you know no. what I mean? Um, but then he was also doing that without kind of thinking of the repercussions it could have possibly had on me. I don't yeah. give a fuck really now. Like, mm. but at the time I was mortified. I was like, mm. God, nobody's going to like understand why I said that. I just look like one of those keyboard warriors. Um, well, it's the thing with the internet is it's manipulative. You yeah. can manipulate anything you want. Photoshop like comments out, you can make it look like someone's... Well, not even yeah. that, just like, what well, that as well, but you can just change the context. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you you know, for example, you can take a picture of something or you could steal a picture of a beach in Abu Dhabi and if you're good at Photoshop, you can put yourself on that beach and yeah. put it on Instagram. Unless you know what you're looking for mm -hmm. and you've done a good job, people could take it as that's real. Yeah. The internet is fake. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the, the number one thing that I tr remind myself every single day when I go on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, whatever it is. The internet is fake. Mm -hmm. Everything on it is fake because it's so easily manipulated. Oh my God, I know. And you know what? This kind of goes into the whole... I didn't know whether I was going to bring it up today because it's become something that I'm quite like conscious about and mm. becoming quite passionate about. It's like body image. And I feel like that is such a a serious issue at the minute. And, mm. you know, I'm guilty of it though because I was talking to my friend. I met her back in October and um, and I said to her, I've kind of like... I'm frauding myself in a way because mm. I'll look back at pictures from me, I don't know, a year ago, for instance, and I'm like, oh, I don't look like that now. And I mm. know that picture was out one out of about 50 that I took. Yeah. And it was because I had to get the right light in the right angle, the way that I, I wanted to put myself on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I know that I essentially still look like that, but because of, of how I've put it on social media, mm. you know, and th this is why I'm glad that I've come on here now because it's mm. like I feel exposed in the sense that this is like me, yeah, you know. But I also feel like I've kind of been part of the problem mm. in the sense of, you know, I'm putting out there, I don't do half as many of the before and afters as I'd used to because I thought, I just don't, I just, I'm not really mm. that passionate about that no. as much as I used to. But then it's also like, what what message what message am I putting across? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like we all we, we all post the good times. We're not gonna. I mean, people are very um, honest and upfront about difficult things. Of course. And, and, you know, but that's also good because I noticed a lot of beauty influencers and whatnot are posting the real, like, yeah. Instagram versus reality. And but I then the question is, is that really real? You know what, what I mean? The real like, version. Yeah, is that really that real? Mm -hmm. Like, th that's what I mean. It's like, uh, yeah, I think everybody has tried to show their best life to mm -hmm. use lack of a better term on social media I have mm -hmm. everybody has in some capacity but the fact that you recognize it now shows that there's been a growth there yeah. that you've grown into this different person and in the grand scheme of things why does it matter what other people see you as what do you mean in the sense of if on, you on the post... internet like if you posted a picture of you that is the real you air quotations why does it matter if people see that? It's just such, it's the, it, I know what you mean. And I question myself that all the time. And I just think it's just so superficial. And I just think it's a very, you know, because I used to do it. I don't give a fuck anymore. If I don't, if, if I don't, if I get I barely any likes, yeah, if I don't get, if I get barely any likes, I really don't give a fuck. I've posted this shit because I want to post it. I, if I didn't get such and such likes within a certain mm. amount of time, I'd delete that. Yeah. You know, and it's, is that validation? I think that we all, to certain extremes, we all kind of like, you know, mm, we all like to mm. be told that you're doing a good job or, hey, I like this this photo of you. Yeah, of course. You know, I just think that it comes, it comes with time and it just comes with 
just not really caring about all that superficial shit. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that's the thing is like, there's a big difference between somebody commenting on a picture and then somebody actually reaching out to you to I talk know. to you. That's yeah. that's the big difference. Like, yeah. Although I keep saying that the internet is fake, yes, it is in many aspects, but it also has changed the dynamic of society. Mm. You know, we're in a position now where you can talk to whoever you want whenever you want. Yeah. There is no, you don't have to call them, you don't have to fucking send a pigeon, like none of that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can literally pick up my phone right now and I could tweet Ryan Reynolds. If I wanted to, I mm-hmm. could, there's no, he may see it, he may not. Yeah. Like, the lack of the boundary has changed the game, mm-hmm. like, with the social constructs, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, for better or for worse, that is, this is the world, mm-hmm. like, this is part of society now, and it's like, by, for me anyways, I'm speaking very much from a personal context, but by learning that the large majorities of the internet, i.e. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, is fake. Yeah. That's freedom, because now mm. I don't look at it and care anymore. So true. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. And I know for me, putting my artwork on Instagram, I'm not putting it there for validation. Mm. I'm not putting it there because I want people to be like, oh my God, that's amazing, I yeah. love it. I'm putting it there because I feel passionately about this single thing that I've made mm-hmm. and I want to share it. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, my perspective's definitely changed. I deleted, I used to post selfies and like fucking hideous captions. Like, <laughs> one day you got to grind <laughs> and the next you got to work. I remember I posted it ages ago on Facebook. I did my, my hair mahogany and I said, feeling grunge today. <laughs> like, we've all done rough captions, do you know what I mean? I don't know about you, but do you feel like who you follow mm. cha- like completely changes your perspective as well? It can do, yeah. yeah. I think because you can get so invested in it. Yeah. You know, for me, that's why I've stayed away from, like, TikTok or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because you just get obsessed in a, uh, uh, with what's going on. Mm. Like, oh, this person's done this and da 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 Yeah. Whereas for me, like, the people that I follow on Instagram are either close friends of mine or people that I'm inspired by yeah. now. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't follow anything else. My Facebook, I just completely went through all my Facebook friends and just got rid of loads of people. Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's not because I don't like them. And the thing with it is people might see it as that. People might be like, oh, so obviously you don't like them because you're not Facebook friends. Fuck no, yeah. I like that person, but they don't. I don't need to be I in contact with them on Facebook. If I want them, I'll call them. I've got their phone number. Isn't it weird that it's it's gotten to that? Like, yeah. Facebook being Facebook friends mm. is the epitome of your relationship with somebody. It's like the yeah. whole being um, Facebook official in yeah, a relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. with someone. And it's like- Why does it matter? It really doesn't. No. And I feel like for me, ironically enough, the more I've used Instagram mm. over the years, the more aware I am of all of this shit that's going on. Most definitely. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like it should actually work in the other way that, you know, the less you use it, the more you kind of think, well, obviously every, you know, whatever I see on there isn't going to be real. But I think mm. that you have to put yourself in those situations post excessively like mm. I used to I think I posted a selfie like once in like once every day for five days ages ago and I just think I feel like you need to go through that to kind of just reflect on that like in totally. the future and just be like you know I accept that I accept that I was quite yeah. you know that you know did that way. yeah yeah of course um, but it's that's the thing is like I think that's the thing is like it doesn't have to be a negative connotation um, like looking back at like I laugh at some of the shit that I used mm. to put on the internet and I used to think was like the dog's bollocks and it's like 
I don't care anymore. I know what you, mean. you know, if in the grand scheme of things, and I know it's such a populist thing to say right now, but if I didn't have to be on Facebook or any social media platform, I wouldn't be on it. Mm. But because my career is a visual career, yeah. I need to be in a visual spectrum. Mm-hmm. I have to be on these platforms in yeah. some capacity. And so I've limited myself to very small amounts of yeah. being on these. You know, I rarely really post. I don't really show my face a whole lot on Instagram anymore. Like, and all of these things because I don't feel the need to do it. Mm-hmm. So why why should I do it? Unless it was a need for me to be, you know, publicly facing constantly. Yeah then I'm not going to do it because there's just no point because I don't want to do it, you know? So if you, say for instance, if you, I mean, it's kind of hard to ask this because I suppose this is what your work is solely on now, you know, it's it's a very, so, like this, it's very social. Yeah, of if you didn't have Facebook and whatnot, what do you think would be your platform? Nothing. Well, yeah. I'll it. just come off it. Yeah. I, I honestly think to myself that how much more productive I could be, not even from work, but from growth in my yeah. own personal life, if I didn't have these social media platforms. I and I can see myself when the brickworks ends and I move on and move off and do whatever I do, I can see myself coming off of it. Mm. I don't know for how long. It might be a month, but, it might be six months, it might be... A, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No. Like, I know that it's always going to be there. So Mm -hmm. if I wanted to go back to it, I could, you know, and sometimes having a break from the the constant bombardment that is social media is a good thing. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be permanently. I know that there is this thing where it's like, you know, take a break from social media. I used to, I'm not going to lie, I found it quite hard to come away from it Mm. because there is, it is quite addictive. You know, it's a Mm. good pastime if you're just bored or whatever for like five minutes, just Mm. scrolling Mm. Instagram, not even looking for anything in particular. No. Just stimulating your mind yeah. for that little bit of time if you if you get rid of that yeah think of what you could do for that extra five yeah, minutes yeah. you know I've, i used to like take time away from it for like i don't know probably like two weeks out of a month and that was great mm. i just I, I don't know i can't i for some reason i can't seem no. to do it god i no. sound like this is like an aa <laughs> <laughs> for instagram but that's the thing is like it is addictive mm and with any addiction as soon as you admit to being addicted to it you can grow from it yeah it's the same context yeah and at the end of the day we live in a world now where we walk around with something that's powerful enough to that would have got us to the moon in the 1980s in our pocket Mm -hmm. of course you're going to be tempted by it you know what i mean it's only natural and I think it's one of those things, it's like, I sit and scroll through Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do it. I know I do it. And that's why in my head I'm thinking, yeah, I could get rid of this. No, I know I what I don't mean. need this. I don't need to feel like I need validation, mm-hmm. like, by putting my pictures up or whatever. So I think it definitely is a perspective change. For sure. And but I think, again, going back to filtering what mm. you see, it shouldn't be an issue. Like, because I have done that. I've, like, really filtered what I view on Instagram. It's made my... Because I feel like we're all kind of guilty in, in one way or another to yeah, compare ourselves to others. If you if you only follow people that really inspire you and like, like in, well, they don't really encourage me because they don't mm. know me. Some of them, but um, influence you. Mm. Like like you said, I don't I don't follow TikTok people or whatever. Mm. Um, then I don't I don't actually feel so guilty about no. it now because no. I'm seeing shit that I actually like seeing people yeah. painting and whatnot. It's like really is that really that 
that bad for my no. brain generally. no if anything that's a good thing because it's yeah. stimulating your creative yeah. mind I think the thing with it is like I don't think a lot of people realise but these like influencers like these fitness influencers and all mm. of this stuff they're literally making money off of your jealousy yeah it's damaging and do you know what this was one of the things I was brewing on the other day because I was like you know I'm not I'm not bitter about it because it's like it's just the way the world is there's nothing I can do about it but it fucks me off because I feel like the amount of time and passion that I put into whatever drawing I'm putting out there I I love the Hmm. like the support that I get from people Hmm. but you get like a social media influencer you know I don't know advertising those little gummy bloody sweets for your hair and they get god knows how many and it's you know i'm trying to be i'm trying to be like zen and i'm like it's fine (laughs) you do that but it's fucking annoying because it's like what is that like how is that fair yeah of course but that's that's the that's the the dilemma i suppose that's you know have you have you seen the the documentary on netflix called social dilemma no it's really interesting definitely check it out Mm. but it's the dilemma of social media is at the end of the day it's whoever's got the most eyes on them yeah that's all it is mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean validation no it means people are just looking at you mm-hmm. that's all it is you know what I mean and that's the way that I try and think of it now is like yeah I could have a thousand followers or whatever if I really worked hard and mm-hmm. posted every day and made sure I'd put out the right content da, 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 da. I don't really care. I know, it goes back to the question of why do you need to do that? Yeah. Like just post shit Validation. that you want to post. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And isn't it crazy? It's crazy because I, I heard this um, this person and they she said, it was like this podcast and it was these guys reacting to this podcast of a woman and she said that she'd only date somebody depending on the amount of followers that he has. <laughs> and it's like, but this is kind of like, That's I feel like a society. lot of people do that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I've, I feel like a lot of people instantly go to see someone someone Instagram and if they have like I don't know 20 odd followers it's like oh you know yeah. why has he only got 20 odd followers and it's just it's very damaging and it's, it's just it's because people think the internet is real I know like yeah. genuinely like it still blows my mind mm-hmm. that yeah the stories like that where people won't date somebody because they don't have enough followers or something it's like fucking hell it's crazy isn't it, yeah, is it only, yeah. I feel like it's only going to get worse but I don't know is it because we're all we're all aware of, aware of that situation and that issue uh, but maybe yeah. we take that away from it but then I don't know are we all aware of it though probably not no I don't no. think I, I, you know and this is not me trying to speak out of term or anything but I don't think you know in the grand scheme of things people are that aware of it and if mm. they are they're probably not listening to it I think if anything yeah it could get worse because you know we're working our way towards augmented realities you know vrs even like having uh elon musk has been working on this crazy i forgot the name of it but it's like um like a uh, like a computer for your brain where you can connect with the internet through your mind like yeah this this is we're not going to need to function eventually like oh 100 you know know, do you watch south park no. Oh, I was going to say the guy that sits and plays like the video games in South Park he's mm. like this like real big bloke playing he's got like sick over him that's what we're going to be like <laughs> yeah. straight up it is isn't in, it? In, not in our lifetime by no means mm. and probably not in the next generations or the generation but you know it's heading that way isn't it 100% it is it's you know it's, it's, it's worrying in that sense because it's like but even now it's like you don't even have to type into your phone you can just speak into it and then yeah. it will search what you want it's crazy it's yeah. good it's really cool and like I've, you know a lot of the technology is amazing but then 
Yeah, it is. I do. I wish. I wish it was like how it used to be. But the then th- we th- wouldn't have that privilege of totally. Long. And I think the thing with it is, you can step away from it. Yeah, there's you nothing know, stopping you, is there? Yeah, and it's making that commitment mm-hmm. to do so. I think, and like that's that's all it is. Is when you start to make the commitment of realizing that your own mental health, your own well-being in your physical form, is more mm. important than. The amount of followers you have. That's crazy. Isn't it weird though? Because I know that people do have a certain feeling about people who don't have Facebook. It's like mm. it's, it's weird if you don't mm. have Facebook. Apparently, mm. you know, mm. I've met I've met loads of different people who don't have Facebook, and it's like I don't, you know, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have Facebook. Why? At the end of the day, I don't think it really matters that much. No. And I think you know we should be allowed to live our lives however we want to mm-hmm. live them. If you don't want to be on social media, don't be on it. Yeah. Like you know. That's the new world. Mm. I do like, but like I was saying, I do think that it's cool though for like mm. for like creative people. It's good to put your work out there and hopefully connect. And I do. I feel I feel a lot more inspired to to connect with people. There's this girl called Sophie, and she puts out amazing work. And I do. I tag her in, in stuff sometimes, or I like respond mm. to her stories. And I think it's just getting that confidence to put yourself out there and totally. approach approach people. Yeah. You know, because honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I'm I'm quite nervous about this this whole podcast thing. And I was like, because I just don't want to say the wrong thing. But then I was like, it won't hurt just to come along and just just, just speak whatever your your mind is wanting you to say or whatever, yeah. you know. So yeah. Well, it's the whole idea of just being yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, and it's so easy to play a character or so easy to change who you are and the way you act to like yeah. better suit situations mm-hmm. and I do it I still do it to this day I know I do it but I recognise the characters that yeah. I play it's very easy to fall into that and I think once you start to realise that you know we can all play characters in our own lives it's like we need to figure this out know <laughs> like you know I what I mean because I've got a I, you know I'm glad I did it but I've got a separate page for my artwork now mm. but then I feel like on my normal Instagram page, if I post the occasional selfie, it now looks like all I fucking post is selfies. And yeah. I feel like the artwork did actually break it up a little bit, so I must seem so vain. Um, but no, you're right, because sometimes I do look at my Instagram and I'm like, hmm, this is looking a bit like, you know, not what I really want it to look like. So mm. I do, I'm mainly on my my art page actually at the minute. Um, but yeah, and again, it's just about what you're, what you're looking at on there and how that stimulates your brain and and whatnot so yeah it's all good it's all groovy totally agree i think that's a quite a nice place to end it <laughs> it's groovy so, baby so it's groovy oh you can't be an austin powers reference from time to time <laughs> i know i know classic uh, yeah. absolute classic film. i've not seen it in ages though how many did he bring out he had the austin powers one there was gold member because that had beyonce in it didn't it gold yeah member one. i think it's three was it yes wait was it yeah, yeah i think I it was right. three no because it had mila kunis there was the i'm pretty no i'm not I'm going to have to go research this. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. So that's going to piss me off. I'm pretty sure there's a Mila Kunis version of Austin. No. Are you Austin sure? Paris. It was a duo. It was two two girls. In an, I think I've got the wrong. Uh, I'm not 100% sure <laughs> there, Holly. <laughs> oh, God. But no. so to everybody who's listening or watching, where can they kind of find your work? Obviously, I'm guessing on Instagram. Yes. it's um, I, I keep changing it, but I've stuck with it now because I hate yeah. my surname. It is Holly yeah. underscore... D-E-E underscore art. So yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Check <laughs> no it out way. if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. So make sure you go check out Holly's work. I appreciate you coming on. And Thanks having for having a, me. It's been fun. Uh, we've had such a deep conversation. I know. This was like, we were like chatting. I think we were chatting for about 
40 minutes, I think it was before. Yeah, so at least, yeah. So yeah, we've had a good chinwag. A good old chinwag. I hope my, my parking ticket hasn't expired. What time is it? 20 past 12. Oh, that's all right. Plenty of time. (laughs) But yeah, guys, make sure you go check out Holly's work um, on Instagram. And uh, as I say at the end of every podcast, I'm still going to keep saying it. The world is rather crazy out there at the moment. Make sure you stay safe, sane, and look after your family. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, everyone. Ciao, guys. Bye-bye.